And for our quote of the day, in school, we learn that mistakes are bad and we are punished in making them. Yet, if you look at the way humans are designed to learn, we learn by making mistakes. We learn to walk by falling down. If we never fell down, we would never walk. That's by Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For these next few episodes, we will be focusing around the knowledge and practices surrounding wealth. We will be orienting each episode around the timelines of past, present, and future. This episode will be focused on your past with previous understandings and behaviors in regards to wealth. These topics will be time management, spending habits, and influences. So for this episode, let's start on the topic of time management. Yeah, I think people need to realize when you're transitioning out that time really is money. It doesn't translate very well while you're in. You know, we're used to having that steady paycheck. It hits on the 1st and the 15th, and you already know what it's going to be. But for a lot of people, as you transition out, you quickly realize that it's not going to be quite as well defined. Um, so while you're still in, I would think for a lot of us, the greatest portion of our habits uh, need to be defined. And that is, if you can't define what your habit is contributing in a time value sense, that is, is it generating wealth for you? Um, you know, you might not have the amount of control that you need for when you get out. Because when you get out, uh, if that habit isn't generating wealth for you, uh, you'll quickly find that out. And then, you know, you might find yourself scrambling uh, to find better uses of your time. All right, so talking about habits so much, let's move on to spending habits. Yeah, this is very important. I know a lot of us uh, have kind of our routines um, and you know the old yeah if you buy a coffee at Starbucks every day then you'll save this much money I, I don't mean that I mean from a comparative value stance you know your habits and your hobbies uh, need to be pretty clearly defined as you're exiting out of the military uh, because if you don't have a direct segue into a steady paycheck you'll quickly realize as you get out that some of those habits um, they can be hard to undo, and they can quickly rack up a, a lot of damages in terms of your bank account uh, if you don't keep them in check. So I would think that a lot of you know your spending habits would have to go off of your influences. you want to talk about that? Yeah, while we're in, we're surrounded by the troop. Uh, you got your friends and family, um, and a lot of our spending habits are pretty much you know, mirroring the people next to us. That being said, uh, you know, it, it only takes one person to say, hey, look, I, I think it makes more sense for me to save a little extra of my money. Uh, maybe I won't spend uh, too much at the bar this weekend or I'll set a cap for when I want to buy something new. Um, it's hard to do that by yourself if you don't see other people doing that around you, right? So these influences, um, it, it plays a pretty big factor into having the ability to even understand that there's ways to accumulate wealth, to build wealth, uh, and to maintain your wealth while you're still in. And being able to reflect on your past, um, it's, it's very important because if you don't identify those, those things that are influencing you, whether it's your family and friends or whether it's just the kind of social environment and the general uh, military attitude that exists, uh, it's very hard to take some good lessons learned out of that and apply them for your future. Moving on to personal examples, Jason, want to tell us what your example is for time management? Yeah, I think when we're transitioning, you're gonna get the same briefs. A lot of us are gonna get those uh, preparation, kind of walk you through managing your job applications and managing your finances. Take some, take some time for yourself prior to entering any of those classes and just do a reflection of your past month, your past three months, your past six months, even your past year, and, and be objective, right? So ask yourself, were you able to 
take the time that you wanted to do the things that you wanted and did they return what you wanted them to return? Uh, did you get the efficient usage of your time or was it, I'm going to study something because I think it'll help me in the outside, but I actually end up scrolling on my phone for six hours, right? Take a look at the efficiency and the usage of your time and be willing uh, to translate that out. So it's okay, right, for, for someone to come to terms and say, hey, look, I'm not very efficient at learning my taxes, right? And that's something that if you're just not really into that, that's totally understandable. But chunking away a little bit at a time um, and just taking the, the daily practice of learning and building wealth knowledge, it's going to be a lot better than saying, I'm going to panic real quick, try to digest something for six or eight hours, and then not actually get anything out of it, right? So be efficient with the way you reflect on time management. Now moving on to spending habits. Yeah. So we just talked about time management and how you can look back. Uh, now I want you to try to assign a number to that element of time. So if you're saying, look, I get paid you know, $10 an hour, $20 an hour, $50 an hour, translate that out and visualize the number. So now if I have a spending habit and I know I like to buy a new pair of shoes or I want to work on my car or I like to go out and drink, translate it. Translate that number out so that you can see if I go out drinking with buddies for a weekend, I'm using this much of my time, right? I am using this much of my time, this much of my money as I do habit X. Uh, this way you can really start to see what your habits are costing you in terms of wealth. And this isn't just a, you know, oh, well, I really like to do it, so is it worth it, right? That's really on you. That's for you to reflect upon. But if you can't even visualize your past spending habits, it's very hard for you to get an understanding of where the wealth is going and how you're spending. See, I think that ties right into our influences. Yeah. So this is very, uh, I think, very important. You have to self-actualize on this piece when it comes to discussion. Uh, you know, on my previous team, we, we loved to go out and drink and have fun. We would travel and do all these great things when we weren't working. Um, but you know, one of the best things that I would do is really just sit down and talk with some of them about finances, about wealth. Um, and not everyone had the same background. You know, it can be daunting when someone starts talking about stocks and investments and retirement. But it's also really nice to just compare, hey, look, how much are you spending on food every month? I mean, that discussion, you'd be surprised because there's also the health aspect, you know, which we talked about before. But when it comes to wealth, if you can't even discuss with the people to your left and right about your ideas and their ideas and comparisons of wealth, it can be pretty, pretty pressuring, right? And so you don't want to bottle all that up. At the same time, you have to be willing to do a self-comparison. So if you know you're doing something and it's not a good influence for you, it's probably not a very good spending of your time and it might not be a good spending of your, your money, right? Your hard-earned money, which you're literally trading your time away for. Uh, so do a little bit of self-comparison as well. All right. So just to kind of re-summarize what you're kind of saying, what I'm thinking, what you're mainly trying to get at is that wealth really isn't just solely money. We can use the concept of money to evaluate things like time management to really understand how we're spending our time which totally goes into our spending habits. Just like if I were to go out and you know buy the $300 coach purse, that's actually three, four hours of my time. So I'm using the concept of money to evaluate my spending habits and where I'm spending my time. Is it the best use of my time? Because that is the most important and that is a finite thing. Um, which, why am I spending money on this purse or hanging out with these people and spending all that money with them? Is it 
are they a good influence on me? Am I really enjoying this time that I'm doing that? Or am I just trying to look good for the picture or trying to get somewhere with this? Are these good influences, bad influences? And so using that, I should really self-reflect. Everyone should just kind of take some time to self-reflect. All right, so now to start off on some Q&A. The first question is, how do I evaluate my habits? Yeah, so this one, you write it out. Write it down or type it out, but I, I would recommend you literally take a piece of paper and write it down. Write down what you spend your money on, what you spend your time on, uh, and set timelines for that. So in the past month, take a look at every Saturday and just ask yourself, what did you spend your money and time on? Do that for a month, do that for six months, do that for a year. Um, it'll quickly help you define what you were doing and using that, it'll help you define what mattered to you at that time. Um, you know, we're all, we're all guilty of doing things for, for, for dumb reasons or, or for whatever, but the truth is when you look at the past, you're not there to change anything, you're just there to be able to draw lessons learned and reflect. So with all that being said, who would I even talk to about wealth? Uh, you know, for legal purposes, this is not financial advice, but I would say everyone, right? You want to get as many perspectives as you possibly can. Um, what we mentioned earlier about your influences, this is a huge piece of it. If you're not comfortable speaking with others about wealth and time management and money management, uh, it really narrows your, your comparative uh, ability, right? So it's great to read a couple of books or, or to go talk with your financial counselor or your friends or family. Um, but everybody's a little bit different, right? And your personal goals will be different. Um, and so seeking out mentors that have similar backgrounds, similar um, personal goals, similar development, career pathways, that, that will definitely help, um, especially as you're transitioning out because it is a very big step. And, and to be lost in the process, um, you don't wanna be worried or dreading anything when it comes to, to wealth management. So what do I do if my friends are bad influences? Yeah. This again takes a little bit of an objective reflection. Um, if you go through and you look at your timeline for the past six months and you realize you've been going out drinking and spending $100 every weekend on something you don't really need, uh, and it wasn't even your decision to do it, it was just the group that you were with, uh, I, would, I would advise you to compartmentalize a little bit. Uh, take some time to reflect and say, why am I doing this and does it really matter? Uh, or can I do good things in other ways with them? Uh, you know, sometimes getting together with friends who have different habits than yours or, or different spending brackets, really, um, it's not always the best idea if you try to spend and match your dollar to dollar, right? Because somebody who's making $500 an hour is gonna care a lot less about spending uh, than someone who's making 100, who's gonna care a lot less than someone making 10, right? And so you have to be able to evaluate that uh, because when you're in the military, you know, different jobs, different whatever, but the rank is really what you're getting paid off of. It's just a pay scale, right? So we all kind of know what the other person's making to some extent, uh, but once you get out, that can change drastically, right? So what you have to do is keep your ego in check. Do not feed your ego and say, hey, look, I need to be uh, kept in with the latest and greatest for spending, uh, because you don't, you certainly don't. And, and being able to reflect back and say, hey, look, if someone's not a good influence in my life when it comes to wealth, um, I can avoid the wealth portion of that and maybe focus on something like health. Go do a little workout together uh, or talk about purpose and just spend some time over a cup of coffee, right? Which isn't that big of a deal. But if somebody really needs to spend hundreds of dollars all the time, you know, maybe it's actually 
the the switching of the positions in that you should go and ask them like hey is everything okay is there anything we can talk about with wealth because if you can realize that the chances are you know they might be able to see it but they also might not be able to right so make sure you reach out and, and uh, let your friends know and, and let yourself know when it comes to these wealth influences and now here's some messages from our listeners Hello. Uh, so brief introduction about myself. My name is Galen. I spent uh, about nine years in the Army, starting out as a medic in the 82nd Airborne, before going to Special Forces selection, eventually becoming a Green Beret with the 10th Special Forces Group in Germany. Uh, I'm actually currently on terminal leave, and so have either dealt with or am currently dealing with a lot of the issues that you may encounter while transitioning. Um, the real basis of everything I have to say is, is quite honestly, super simple. Start prepping early and be thorough. A lot of things change when you get out of the military. Um, I mean, you no longer have the basically guaranteed DOD paycheck. You have to look and pay for insurance, find a place to stay, um, transition to uh, education or a new career, find new schools for your kids, and you know, move. It's, there's a lot of a lot of financial um, hits that you'll take along the way, and it's quite a lot to plan for. Um, so, and I know, I know this sounds obvious, but the truth is just building a solid plan is the absolute best thing you can do. Ideally a few months before you transition, really up to a year, sit down, open up a spreadsheet, write down everything, how much money you have, how much you, um, will be making, um, your expenses, and then start planning, getting a general estimation of how much things are going to cost once you get out rent, insurance, groceries, have a very detailed budget and be realistic about it. I mean, really, like if you have to overestimate everything, it's better to overestimate than underestimate. And what this is going to do, it's going to give you a um, really good idea of how much wiggle room you have to work with, how much money you're going to have, how much time you have on the money that you have to um, survive and deal maybe without a job, without an education, or to adjust to a new level of income. Um, you may have to lower your standard of living for a little while, and that's okay. It's better to lower that standard and then kind of get an idea of what you can get away with um, and what you can afford, as opposed to staying at the same level that was provided because the military does give us so much, um, than to not. Uh, however, the truth is that you really don't want to rely on that savings um, if you don't have to. The best thing you can do um, while building this plan is to really just have everything ready for the day when you get stepped out. Um, have a job, education, something, a solidified plan. It's important to not just say like, oh, I'll go to school or I have a buddy who can be at a job. I think we've all heard that and it sometimes works, but it honestly will often leave you with gaps of time where you're not making any money, you're not getting anything done. Um, it can severely hurt you. So, if you don't have an acceptance letter to a school or a job offer, it's really not real yet. Start looking at least a year out for where you want to go, where you want to work. Um, start building connections. Use your time in the military, especially that last year, to build everything out. Um, learn from me. I actually missed one of the deadlines for school applications by a couple weeks, and it was a pretty big hamper in my transition plans. I had to jump through a lot of hoops to do what I needed to do. Um, Take a look. I mean, there's there's tons of resources out there. Take a look at service to school. Take a look at all these these these, all these uh, Instagram and other nonprofit organizations uh, popping up that can really help and are really aiming to assist people.
A specific thing I do want to hit on, um, submit your BDD or benefits delivery at discharge early. Uh, you want to have basically all your medical files and records in order 180 days out from separations. So you can submit it as soon as possible. Um, while they do front load the BDD so you can receive your um, benefits, it often can take quite a while. Um, and so you, you do want to submit it early so that you can hopefully, as soon as you get out, you start receiving your paychecks right away. I've definitely heard stories of guys it taking months for them to receive it. Um, so when also doing your budgeting, it is important to not count on that. It will come eventually, and it will be backdated if um, you are eligible for benefits, but it could be a while before you get them. And that can also be the same thing with the GI Bill. I haven't experienced this personally, but I have heard, definitely heard stories of people taking a while to get paid. So submit early, do all your due diligence, don't wait, and then don't count on it for your finances. That's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, I hope I've helped out at least a little bit. Um, just the key is to take control of your future by doing tons of research, putting the prep work in, making sure you have a solidified plan, and making sure you can flex as well. Um, take everything into account and be ready for the unexpected, and uh, you'll be perfectly fine transitioning out of the military. I was in the service for six and a half years. I was lucky enough to have my command approval to join one of the Skillbridge programs six months before my ETS. However, it was still a pretty stressful experience. Before I got out, I built a pace plan for my transition. I know financial situation was my main concern, especially being married. My primary plan was to keep reaching out to people to veterans who are already in these big tech companies, listening to their stories, build connections, and hopefully to get a job that way. So I was reaching out to at least three people a week. They call it informational interview. I went on LinkedIn, asked people around, and sent my resumes here and there. This is actually how I eventually got a job offer, by the way. But it wasn't right away though. It was about two months after. My alternative plan was to leverage the Skillbridge program to land some interviews and uh, hopefully a job. In case I didn't get a job with these two methods, my contingency plan was not to use my leave days, save them and sell them so I could get some cash to cover my expenses for about a month. I would also drive Uber Eats and DoorDash to get extra income while I'm doing interviews and looking for jobs. At last, my emergency plan was applying for unemployment and apply for college courses. I could use the BAH with my GI Bill to help me with my family situation. I never had to use my emergency plan, but I did end up driving Uber Eats and DoorDash for two months. About 10 to 12 hours a day, getting up around 5 a.m., driving almost an hour to Seattle to deliver morning Starbucks for people. Lunchtime, I had pretty good profit too. And then at night, my wife would come out to deliver dinner with me. And then we'd just grab something to eat on the way back. We were making over $100 a day after gas. I definitely think connection is the most important resource for transition. You can only go so far by yourself. 99.99% of people have to rely on someone else's help or connection to land a decent job. Thank you so much for joining us on our fifth episode. We're looking forward to listening to your input and experiences. And I hope that all of your plans that are coming up for the holiday seasons are going well and that you're all staying nice and warm together. Please join us every Thursday for dialogue and discussion. 
You can reach us at myhwp.org. We have our contact information, health, wealth, and purpose guidelines, Q&A forms, and reference materials to assist you in your journey. Please reach out at any time. We look forward to supporting your balance. All content shared on this podcast is personal in nature and is not meant to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have serious concerns or emergencies, please reach out and contact your provider. Mm-hmm.